Welcome to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. I'm Josh Elledge, founder and CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. We turn entrepreneurs into media celebrities, grow their authority, and help them build partnerships with top influencers. We believe that every person has a unique message that can positively impact the world. Stick around to the end of the show, where I'll reveal how you can be our next guest on one of the fastest growing daily inspiration podcasts on the planet in 15 to 20 minutes. Let's go. And with us right now, we've got the one, the only Ty Crandall, who's the founder and CEO of Credit Suite. Is that, that's your right title, right? That sounds good. I okay. like it. All right, All right. good. It's good, much good. nicer than what some people call me, Josh. Uh, I love so- it. It's Ty, you are kind of one, you're one of my go-to people when it comes to business adulting. When I say business adulting, um, you know, in the personal or in the, in the business finance world, uh, you know, it's really important that you know how to navigate those waters uh, because there's a lot of sharks in that space. Um, you know, we like I like, I'm a big fan of business credit. I'm a big fan of OPM. Um, I'm a big fan of, you know, using smart other people's money and leveraging that and way outperforming what what a bank uh, would charge in interest. That said, again, it's really important that you do this stuff well. And Credit Suite, which I'm a big fan of this. I've used the Credit Suite platform. Um, hopefully we have an affiliate link. <laughs> I tell you what, we have an affiliate link. I'm sure of it. It'll be in the show notes of this uh, of this episode. Uh, and I, I'm sure we'll set up a pretty link and it'll be upmyinfluence.com slash credit suite, S-U-I-T-E. Use that link and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll donate. We'll donate some of, if I make anything, we'll donate some of that to charity, of course. All right. So Ty Crandall, thank you so much. And thank you for creating a great platform that helped us get our stuff in action. We ended up getting over $100,000 in credit, uh, including uh, revolving trade lines, Amazon. Uh, then we got a, a 0% interest, 18-month uh, card through American Express at 0%. It's like, why not use that uh, to make investments in the company? Those investments paid off big time for us. And then, of course, I'm going to let you speak here in just a second. <laughs> I just want to say all kinds of nice stuff about you and how much I really, really have I'm very grateful for the platform. We'll kind of just talk real briefly about what the platform is, but mainly I want to talk about the current environment. But I was just going to say, we ended up ultimately getting a $75,000 SBA loan, uh, again, because we had all of our stuff in order. It's not just having your QuickBooks and all that other stuff and having your CFO do that stuff. You got to go through and you have to look attractive to lenders. And that's what Credit Suite specializes in. It's a really comprehensive, but yet simple step-by-step system that says, okay, we know because we've worked with the lenders, we know what they're looking at. So we're going to help you in advance look attractive so that when they start doing their due diligence on you on whether or not they want to extend you credit or they want to extend you credit at 18% or 12%, well, we want to help you get the 12%, you know, because again, you got everything in order. So anyway, I just wanted to start by talking about how much I love your product. I'm a big fan. I have been a big fan for now a couple of years. Uh, and Ty, you're also a good friend of mine. So there we go. Welcome to the show. Thanks, Josh, for the kind words, man. I really appreciate it. And I, I, and I'm honored to be back. I, I love being back here with you. 
Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about what's going on um, as a, you know, we're recording this um, kind of middle end of April. Uh, and so PPP funds ran out. Uh, what happened? Well, there wasn't enough money nearly for the businesses that needed help. I mean, first of all, they may be PPP, you know, and, and for those that, that don't know, this is the Paycheck Protection Program by SBA, where you can get about two and a half times uh, the amount of your average payroll, and it can all be forgiven. So very appealing to any business, right? And they made it so easy for almost any business to qualify, but that's exactly what happened, Josh. It's just almost every business, every business owner I know applied for it. And I would say the vast majority of businesses in this country apply. Well, the problem is, you know, there's 30 million businesses in this country, mm. and they only set aside $349 billion in the initial bill. I say only, but the reality is that money went fairly quick. I, I said it would go in about 10 days, and I think it went at the end of the ninth day. Uh, wow. a, a $50 billion burn rate per day, Josh. $50 billion wow. burn rate wow. per day is what they actually averaged. And then in the end, what happened was, you know, one and a half million businesses were able to get money from that first round of funding. So you do the math. I mean, it's well over 90%, you know, 93, 94% of business owners didn't get the money. So the government just this week is, is it's already made it through the Senate. I think it's got to go through the House. And then uh, they're passing another $300 billion to refund that program. And a lot of people who currently have applications in line trying to get approved will hopefully then have kept their position in line and will then get some of those applications. But even then, Josh, we're still looking at maybe 10 to 11% of businesses that need the money are able to get it. Another 90% are still going to be left out. Yeah. I think that some people are kind of sore that a lot of big businesses ended up getting big money from that. And I mean, it sounds kind of crappy, right? If you're a small business owner, you're like, shoot, you know, I've got seven employees. I can't afford to pay them right now. Well, congratulations for, uh, you know, I, who is it? Um, gosh, some of the businesses that were in the news, one of them gave the Shake money Shack. back. Shake Shack. Yeah. yeah. Shake Shack said, okay, sorry, we'll give the money back. <laughs> it was like yeah. $10 million. Yeah. Well, yeah, look, so everybody has their own opinion. I mean, mm -hmm. I'm a finance guy and, and I own a mortgage company. So I'm of the belief that if you have guidelines and you you fit within those guidelines, then you should be able to get the funding yeah. that you're actually applying for. And the reality is, and Ruth Chris is, is an example down here. I love Ruth Chris. I eat at Ruth Chris all the time. They have right. a lot of locations. The way that the bill was done is that if you have less than 500 employees per location, well, you can qualify. They clearly qualified. They got mm -hmm. $10 million. Everybody's upset because 10 million sounds like a lot to a lot of people. Yeah. From my standpoint, they qualified for the money. They yeah. have a lot of restaurants. Those restaurants are 100% shut down right now. Yeah. Those people may not come back and have jobs because now what's happening is the government's coming in in California and saying, you know, restaurants have to be six foot apart in restaurants. So, you know, restaurants that rely on tables, having X amount of tables and turning those tables, now all of a sudden that's cut in half. Like your revenue overnight is cut in half. So yeah. to me, that's what PPP is designed for. It's designed for these people that were completely shut down and now they need the money to get their employees back and get them paid again. So personally, I don't have a problem with it. They're just yeah. bigger than a lot of the rest of us, but they they fit the guidelines, they, they met the requirements and they're, used, the they're using the money for what they should be. So Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, so if uh, business owners listening and they didn't get the first round, what, I mean, and I, I hopefully, I don't know if they applied through their bank, um, how would they know? And you and I talked before this. Now, unfortunately, there were some websites 
that were like, hey, use our, P, you know, our online PPP application calculator, whatever they were calling it, collecting all this information. People submitted all their stuff and they didn't need, these weren't banks that were approved. We won't name names, uh, but how can someone know if they actually applied? Well, first of all, what happens is there are certain authorities that are designated to offer SBN loans. And there were, you know, one point, I think 1,600. And last time I saw 2,400 people had dealt with TPP loans. So SBA dramatically extended that to FinTech, like PayPal, for example. Mm -hmm. So what happened was the minute these hit, everybody got in the game. And a lot of online FinTech or, or something related to the financial services industry, they would come in and they would basically put apps up and start accepting applications. But as you said, the problem was twofold. One, you have banks like Bank of America that were clearly asking for way more documentation than they needed. And the reason they did that was to slow down applications to create a pipeline of very thick files that they could go through and submit. Then you have these online lenders that were just saying, just give us your name, your phone number, and your email. People felt like they were submitting their place in line. But a lot of what was happening is they were just submitting a place in line for this place to contact them. And a lot of these places never even had the ability to offer SBA loans. They weren't an approved SBA source. They weren't an agent with an approved SBA source. They were trying to gather applications and then figure out what to do with them after the fact. Uh And a lot of those got stuck and and you'll see that come in lawsuits, et cetera, in the years to come because those loans never unfortunately got placed anywhere. And a lot of people thought that they were actually applying. So my advice is that if you haven't applied, you're almost out of time. Like you're probably going to be. So you need to apply now. And before you apply to a place that's a, a, a financial services place, online lender, just Google simple search. I Googled the other day, PayPal. PPP loans. And I see the news that says PP, you know, they've now been approved as an SBA designated lender. You can run others and clearly see that there's no mention of them being approved as an SBA Mm. designated lender. So that's just an easy quick check that you can do before you submit to somebody you don't know is a designated SBA lender. Right, right, right. Uh, Now, some people are concerned that when you apply for PPP, that a lot of your stuff is going to be public record. Is that the case? I don't know about that. You know, that's not something that I've heard and not something I've looked at. And the bill yeah. didn't address that. So I can only speak to what the 880 pages in CARES Act actually yeah. said and what SBA guidelines were created from that. Um, so that's not, but it is linked to your EIN. And so for the most part, anything in your business world really is public record and people have to think about that. So I think what you're saying is, look, people are concerned. They get these PPV loans and that's going to be you know, public information. Well, that links to their EIN is going to probably be public information. Yeah. Right. You know me. I mean, I talk about this all the time. You have to understand what happens to your EIN is public record. The corporate credit file that you build, how you pay your bills, whether you pay your bills, how late you are on your bills, anybody that wants this information can get it. And we're so used to this Social Security Fair Credit Reporting Act where our stuff is protected, but we forget that in the business world, that's not the world. Like our stuff is publicly accessible to anybody that wants it. So yeah, that's a real concern. If if you get the loan, people are going to know you got the loan. It's linked to your EIN. Yeah. Um, Is there uh, any, have you heard, what have you been hearing about EIDL? Is that something that's available? Sure. They just funded another uh, $30 billion into EIDL. No, actually, I think it's $60 billion. So they Mm -hmm. just actually released $300 billion to refund the PPP and $60 billion to refund the EIDL. And what is, for someone who doesn't understand the difference, they're like, "I, I don't know what the difference is between the two. 
So the difference between the two is EIDL is the Economic Injury Disaster Loan. These loans are really meant for people that have decreased revenue, increased expenses, whether you have payroll, you don't have payroll. It's a real loan that you can get over a 30-year term, three and three-quarter percent interest rate for profit, a two and three-quarter for nonprofit. It's a loan. Now, these loans were supposed to be the original rescue to small business. And they said you could get up to you know, $2 million. But the yeah. reality we've seen with EIDL, they capped it at like 15 grand is all you're getting. Wow. And then you could get a grant up to 10 grand. That's $1,000 per employee with a max of 10 grand. So that's originally what they funded. Then the CARES Act came with PPP, which is even better because the money could be forgiven. But yeah. it really, Josh, only helps people to have payroll. If you don't have payroll, PPP doesn't help you at all, but EIDL still could. I see, I see. You know, another thing too, um, kind of a silver lining here is that those of us who had an SBA loan, uh, we just had six, I, I don't know if everybody got this, but I got an email saying basically from my bank that said, hey, congratulations, the SBA is going to be paying six months of your SBA loan, which our payments are pretty small anyway, because it's spread out over a 10-year term, um, which is wonderful for, you know, being able to have, oh, oh, I wanted to talk about the terms of PPP as well. Um, but, you know, this, again, this is another thing that has been available to businesses. If you happen to have had an SBA guaranteed loan, the SBA is making six months a payment. Is that true for yeah, almost it is everybody? True. I mean, there's a couple programs that get lost in EIDL and PPP people forget about. And one of the is the forgiveness program. I'm sure you, the same as us, we immediately got this and got it approved. It was so, automatic. It was wonderful. It was fantastic. I mean, we, the first thing we did, we have an SBA loan. We went in, we called, we applied. You, as you said, it, it was immediate. And then what happens is we didn't have to make a payment on our SBA loan for six months. So if you have an SBA loan, that's great. If you have a relationship with an SBA Express lender, SBA Express has a $25,000 loan that's fairly easy to get as well, but you have to have, again, a relationship with an SBA Express lender. So hmm. two really good programs that people forgotten about because of all the craze about that PPP. Yeah, interesting. Um, so what are the terms for the, so people are like, okay, uh, I just got approved for you know $30,000, $50,000 PPP. How do I pay it back? Well, there's a couple things to know. There's a difference between what's guaranteed and what's funded. And so right. what we've seen so far and where a lot of people get getting stuck is that they got their application in, they, they've heard nothing. Then you've got the group that actually heard news that they got approved. Well, mm -hmm. the, they might have had the money guaranteed by SBA. The loan went through ETRAN, which is SBA's electronic system. SBA guaranteed it. They set aside the money or they set aside that much of the bill to guarantee that funds. But the bank still has to fund the deal, put the money in your bank account. And there's still some gray area of what they have to do the final checklist to fund. So we're still seeing a lot of delays in funding. But if you get the PPP, here's basically how it works. It's a loan slash grant, meaning if you do the right things, you never need to pay the money back. So when you get the money, what you do the first eight weeks after you get that money really matters. Within the first eight weeks, if you use the money, you get 75% or more for payroll costs to pay anything associated with right. your payroll cost. And you have up to 25% to use on interest on mortgage, rent, or utilities, any of those things. If you use the money that way, then you supply to the lender that issued the loan, that proof, they have 60 days to review that, and then that amount of the loan is forgiven. And you have six months to make your first payment. So if you think about the math, Josh, they're giving you six months to make your first payment. What happens in the first two weeks matters. Then they're giving you are the two months. Then the next two months, you have to submit to them and they review. So basically, you never need to make a payment 
if you spent the money as I advised that you spend, as the actual bill. You spent it on payroll. It's on payroll, 75% or more. What's that? 75% or more of the money needs to be spent within eight weeks on payroll costs. Okay. Then you have up to 25% can be spent on utilities, rent, and interest on mortgages. Now, there is a caveat. And the catch here is that you have to maintain current employment levels. That means right. the number of employees you have needs to stay the same as it was through April 26th, February 15th through April 26th. And the amount you're paying, I mean, the amount of people that are getting full-time versus part-time needs to stay the same. Mm. You have until the end of June to redo, to replenish, or to actually rehire to get your payroll numbers up. If you don't, we don't know what's going to happen yet, but we right. believe that part of the loan will not be forgiven and have to be paid back. Whatever yeah. has to be paid back is paid back at a 1% interest rate over two years. Over two years? Over two years. Oh, okay. Um, and, and so we should say that, that how, does, uh, how does that include either 1099s, um, the founder, um, or W-2? Like, which, which are, what's included? Well, at first they said, look, you know, if you are 1099 or W-2, if you're 1099 or W-2 on your books, even if it's you, you can qualify. Then they said 1099 applies separately. So what happens is if you have 1099 that works for you, that 1099 can actually apply on their own for their own PPP, but you're not able to apply on their behalf. So you're basically using all of your wage earners and then somebody that's 1099 can actually apply themselves for the PPP program as well. If someone's just been paying themselves via owner draws, for example, like they're not set up with W-2, do you have any idea if that's included or not? It depends on how your payroll looks. So what they're going to ask for is they're going to ask for a form 940 and a 941. And one looks at your 2019, one looks at your 2020 actual payroll. So they're Mm -hmm. looking at your actual payroll numbers. You're submitting a payroll roster to them. You're submitting all of your payroll expenses. So it could be accepted if it's actually considered to be payroll and if it's calculated as payroll with your accounting. Wow. All right, Ty. Uh, So how can, uh, for someone who's been going through this or, uh, you know, maybe they looked at an application, let's say they went through Bank of America, which was like insanely difficult uh, compared to other lenders. uh, How does Credit Suite help business? I'm going to give you a softball here. (laughs) How does Credit Suite help business owners uh, be ready for uh, opportunities like this? Well, let's just use the EIDL, right? So the, the, the first loan that came out I mean, amongst this was $50 billion EIDL, Economic Injury Disaster Loan. And in order to qualify, you have to meet SBA's normal credit standards. Okay, that was the requirement. So SBA's normal credit standards are that you must have a 140 score with what's called FICO SBSS. It's FICO small business score. Well, FICO small business score, you can't, it's mathematically impossible to have a 140 score if you don't have some established business credit. It just can't Mm. be done. So FICO SBSS looks at your business credit, your commercial credit first, then it looks at your consumer credit after. If you have no commercial credit and your consumer credit's pristine, 850 FICO, you still would not have a FICO small business score high enough to qualify. Now, this is something we've said for a long time. If you want to be fundable when you really need the money and desperation comes, you have to do these things to set up your business where you're fundable. And we found over 125 fundability factors that lenders and credit issuers look at. So that's just one example, Josh. Now, all of a sudden, the unexpected happens. You need money. A program for the government is designed to help you, EIDL. And guess what? 
you can't qualify because you never built business credit. You didn't build the fundability things that SBA must see to qualify for a normal SBA loan. So that's just one example. But a lot of people are living that reality now. They haven't set up their business where they're fundable. Their address is messed up. Their email is messed up. Their phone number. All these things that reflect the credibility of their business are off and red flag lenders and credit issuers. And now their ability to get money is really tough. And then there's others that are just fine. Like, you know, they've got credit lines of hundreds of thousands of dollars because they were prepared. They built their fundability. They had no problem getting the EIDL loan because they met SBA's qualifications, et cetera. So I think a lot of people have seen this. The people that were prepared and got themselves set up had no problem getting the money they needed in large part to make it through. And the others, you know, they might not make it through, Josh, because they just weren't prepared when they desperately needed money and they weren't able to get it. Yeah, yeah. Well, Ty Crandall, again, thank you so much for joining us. Founder, CEO of Credit Suite. You can go to upmyinfluence.com slash credit suite for an overview of exactly how the program works. Find out why Josh is raving about the platform. And we kind of talked about some important reasons why you might want to have your, you know, again, it's it's just like having your T's crossed and your I's dotted. And, you know, they don't teach you this stuff anywhere else that, that I've ever seen. Um, Ty, you do a lot of great content. And, uh, you know, again, the platform itself is just such a slam dunk. It was so simple. It was, you know, there was still some fair amount of work that needed to get done. But now that 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 work's done, we're lendable. You know, we're, we're just uh, a much easier business to do business with if, uh, you know, if we ever want to rely on uh, the strength of our credit as a company. So, thank you so much for that. Thank you for everything, Josh. I really appreciated your testimonial and I'm glad we were able to help you. Love what you're doing over there, man. It's been awesome to watch your business grow. So, congratulations on your success. Awesome. Thanks, Ty. Thanks for listening to The Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now, if you've got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. Now, if you do that, tag us with the hashtag upmyinfluence each month. We scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform, and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. Now, what do you win? Well, we're going to promote you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans, totally free. Now, can you also hook us up? Now, in your podcast player right now, please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 minutes a day. Now, my name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Now, thanks for listening, and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Mm-hmm.